I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. We are live! What is up, fight fans and insomniacs alike? Welcome to the MMA submission number 15. And I'm super excited for the show today. We have the live in-studio audience off to the right. Oh, can I bring up this one thing? Yes. We had our first 1,000 view episode. I was super fucking pumped. fucking real Thank you, guys. For our UFC 229 watch party. fucking real The outpouring of critiques and comments alike was amazing. I love that the video where I'm the most emotionally compromised. I want to see the meme of you. No, none of the other watch parties where I'm completely consistent in my opinions. No, they should Very objective. That was great. The only one where I get subjective and bullshitty, I get called out rightfully so. Uh, I think the past two watch parties you were kind of, okay. but I would yeah. both times, <laughs> but both times I was called out rightfully so. Yeah, and, uh, you ate it. You ate it. You and, were, you were and I always say unapologetically, look, I, in the fight game, you get invested in fighters, and you really want them to win. Absolutely, and that's what part of, the, of what makes the sport amazing. I'm not a commentator. We're not commentators like Joe Rogan. No, we're fans. This is a podcast. By fight fans for fight fans. And we just kept going on late. Is there anything on tonight? We wanted to do another watch party so fucking bad. Oh. We almost set up Fight Pass in here tonight just to watch old fights. Just to watch old fights. And we might do that later. I don't fucking know, but oh, I fucking love it. We were we were just looking for something to fucking be on. We got to find out where uh, one championship, some of the uh, Thai fighting's on. We need to fucking find Muay Thai. Because I feel like Muay Thai should get more respect. Joe, Joe Rogan talks about this. Yeah. It's one of the weirdest things to me. The Muay Thai is so savage. Much more savage than kickboxing. You have glory kickboxing, right? Yes, I would like to see that. Where people aren't getting cut and gashed by elbows, in, like in Muay Thai, but Muay Thai doesn't have nearly the appeal. No. Like glory, it you starts still... starts off so fucking slow. People still aren't making money in glory. No. But even them, they're making more than Thai fighters. Oh, yeah, because Thai doesn't make... Those guys don't make anything. The people who make the money are the people who own the... I guess the fight houses you would call. I just learned about that. We were watching Frank Gorilla's new show. Fight World. Fight World on Netflix. Super interesting. Fucking watch it. If you're not watching it, you're missing out. Because, of course, number one, it's Frank Gorilla. He yeah. is the fucking man. Super fun to watch. Easy, easy guy to see on TV. Easy in movies. and f- Guy gets more attractive as he gets older. Fucking A, man. Seriously. Yeah. He's in great shape. Bromance. 51. Bromance. Dude, you know, I love Purge. Anarchy, uh, I, I'm talking about me. Here. I'm fucking in on it too, man. He was great in The Kingdom or Kingdom. Yeah, Kingdom. And that was his his cable show that was fantastic. Navy Brutal Street reality. Mixed martial arts. Oh my great. god! And his show was just so fucking good. But it's on Netflix now, season one. He travels the world talking to fighters and looking at fight clubs and everything. It was so fucking interesting. And they went deep on Muay Thai and these fight houses. Uh, these kids come from f- small background, uh, small farms. Poverty, go there to fight. Some of them have over 200 fights. They don't make shit. They're treated like a fucking piece of meat. And Whereas and, you kind of see like p- kids who are trying to be MMA fighters today, they at least see the light at the end of the tunnel. They're MMA fighters who yes. are doing very well. Yeah. And you can do very well, well, reasonably well as a Muay Thai champion. Yeah. If you're yeah. a legend. If you're a legend. And, and a they had a legend on there. And he was the one guy who seemed to be doing well. Where yeah. he was like, you know, I'm chilling now. Yeah, but that's true in anything. Boxing or MMA. You think about the schlub. Yeah, who if was... you're a legend. But 
uh, just regular great fighters should be doing well, and yeah, that's not the case. And that's not the case. The, the, Whereas the houses and the gambling does well. MMA but. fighters, they're doing pretty well when you get to the UFC. When you sign a contract. When you sign a contract with the you UFC, get a contract. you're doing pretty well. There are not many or Bellator. Or Bellator. There are not many people in Bellator and the UFC who are like struggling. No, they're making money. They're making a living. Let's put it that way. Yeah, They're a making living. a living. They're not making great money. They're still a small percentage that are making all the fucking money. And then, of course, the, the owners and the companies make the majority of the fucking cash. Because they're laying out the money and assuming the risk. And for MMA, I get that because they literally created the sport out of thin air. Yeah, I mean, Dana I, White and his friends almost bankrupted themselves. Themselves. Get it. People the are Petita pissed off. Brothers. You need to watch uh, like the history of the MMA, uh, and you should and listen the UFC. UFC, but you need to listen to Joe Rogan had. Um, Big John McCarthy on, and to hear them how close they were to Brank overseas, and, and who everybody is that played in part. Big John was a big part of that. Uh, also, Joe was because he was an announcer, and then all and also, how tight knit the scene was at the time. Oh yeah, because it, it was like Small. doing porn. Yeah, it no, was no, no, like it you was. wouldn't tell people if you were going to plaster and no. facials every Sunday, and you wouldn't tell people you were going to fight cage fight. It's and like, that's what they called it, cage fight. It's literally like Bob, who's going to the Circle Jerk Saturday, and then you recognize guys around that you saw at the Circle Jerk, like yeah, at the supermarket. every day. Only yeah, it's with bagging MMA. your groceries. You or see guys with cauliflowers, yeah. and you're like, "You were at the fights, weren't yeah. you?" Back in 1990, you were only that group of well, people. Well, if you think about that, that movie Warriors about the two brothers, the guy was a teacher. He got suspended because he was a poor example. But you wouldn't suspend somebody to death. If they were fighting, oh, of course. Not. I mean, and a great movie if you haven't seen it, Warrior. It's the same thing where, uh, like, MMA was talked about as being like human cockfighting and disgusting. Yeah, I mean, and it had this it was kind of fucking brutal when it first came. When out. it first started, when it was yeah. doing no weight classes, no weight classes, no holes barred, no round times. I mean, it was just, it was brutal. It was no brutal. gloves. But they did things to civilize the sport yeah. through the course of it. Regulations, it, rules. And it made it doable. Yes. It made it way more civilized. If you More entertaining, me. too, I would say. And safer. Yes. Except the 12 to 6 shit. 12 to 6 shit is bullshit. There's some stupid stuff. There is, They're though. fixing the downed opponent thing to where now, if you have one hand... One hand. And both legs, you're still good to be need, which I agree with. Do you really? Because there are a lot of guys who do that shit where they're completely in a no, position right. where they can get need, so they touch their hands touch to the ground. Right. No, you're right. I would say so, too. I just don't like the fact – I still have a problem with uh, holding onto the cage. I have a problem with eye gouging. I have a problem with uh, – uh, Eye gouging, though, is unavoidable when you have fingerless gloves. I know, but they, but, but more close your fucking hands. Really and, and enforce And you should take that. a fucking point. Really enforce that when and guys And not are only like, that, that big – Bad eye gouge, uh, you know, that was the where the guy almost ripped his fucking head out and there was blood spray. Oh, you're talking that. about uh, Cisco Rivera? Yeah, that was fucking horrible. I mean, pull a fucking point and start finding these guys. Because when you do that, it's just like in football, it showed. You start doing that to, you start sitting them for a fucking game, they get paid by the game. You're talking game checks on millions. So they'll fucking take notice then. You know, you, you don't find them 25 grand. They take a shit and wipe their ass with 25 grand. So, I mean, but... MMA fighters are different, but that's the reason. Yeah, I think so. And just seeing that evolution, yeah, I want to see that from other sports. I want to see that from Muay Thai. I want to see that from yes. kickboxing. And we'll happily watch Top them flight. on the show. I'm really excited for 
I know you probably haven't heard anything about it. You're not really into boxing. Neither am I. Not really. But I start listening and watching it more because uh, Joe Rogan talks about it. And I'm yeah. a fan of his podcast. I've been following uh, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. This okay. is the upcoming heavyweight, big heavyweight oh, bout. Oh, is this the guy who was over 400 pounds and lost yes. weight? Joe was talking about him. I did hear about Tyson this Tyson Fury was like 400 pounds yes. depressed. And he's fighting himself lost back into shape. Yep. Undefeated heavyweight champion. Yep. He's coming back to fight Deontay Wilder, a guy who's also undefeated. When is that going on? He's knocked out every man who's been in the ring with him December wow. 1st. Is that, it's got to be a Saturday then. I'm, I'd, I'd have to check. Yeah, I'd love to but see that, though. But these guys are absolute monsters. Yeah. And this is one of the rare cases where two guys in their prime are actually fighting. Yes. Whereas Anthony Joshua, the British champ over there in England, is yeah. kind of ducking Deontay Wilder. Well, Wilder yeah. offered him more money. Than him. And to do the fight in the UK. He wants to fucking kick his ass. That's what that does. And guess what Anthony Joshua – Anthony Joshua just doesn't want to take the risk. Yeah. He's such a huge draw in the UK. He's making so much money over there. Well, that was the whole mock against uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao didn't want to fight Mayweather. Pacquiao ducked that for so long. So long until they were the point, out of the prime. Until the point that everyone was like, well, Pacquiao's old. Yeah. So they didn't put the loss on him. Nope. He lost that fight. He did. But you – it takes away from – One of the greatest fighters. It takes away history. from Floyd's legacy. But you keep in mind – Floyd was really untouchable for a period there, willing to fight anyone Anybody. in the world, and was untouchable. But he was so. tactical. You know, he did like certain shit, like making Canelo come down weight classes. Sure, making uh, don't fault the man for being a Manny smart fighter. Abide by his drug testing. Absolutely. I, I see. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, we'll go into that in a little bit about about drug. Some testing. fighters have different drug testing agencies, and they want you to go by their program. And I Floyd agree. Was like, look, man, I'm testing you. My guys are going to come and test. I agree. I'm the one stepping in the ring with your ass. That's the reason. I mean, too many times we've seen the USC pull that bullshit. Oh, after the fight has fucking gone off the Mark Hunt situation with Brock Lesnar. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. He was positive for steroids. That was sweeped under the rug. That was such I bullshit. It. I guarantee it. And Because the what? sample was from two weeks before the fight. Hey, and in the past, knew. USADA they has come out with that knowledge. Knew. And it was only in that case that it was... Because it was UFC 200. Yeah, and they didn't have a good fight card if that was going away. They're trying to get... It was shit if that went away. And UFC 200, they tried to live up to UFC 100, which did not not live up to it. Came close. Came close. It was a good card. Well, the only reason it was a good card is because Hunt was fighting Lesnar. That was a crazy fight. And if they went away, it was shit. Yeah, definite brain damage on that one. And Mark Hunt deserves to fucking sue him. Yeah, a good that, bit of brain damage. A, a, absolutely. And, and I, I, Mark Hunt, I think he's finishing up his contract. And, and he might be going to Bellator, from what I understand. That was the last thing I heard about him. Because if you give if you give uh, Dana White any shit, see ya. Writing us on the wall. Speaking of which, exactly. we can get to our main story. Good segue. Thank you. I know. We can get to the main story for the That's cast. That's right. There is a supposed trade that is near finalization. Yep. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson for Ben Askren between one championship and the UFC. That's right. Meaning Mighty Mouse for his remaining fights will fight in one championship. Yep. And now be a contracted fighter under them. And Ben Askren will have his remaining fights under the UFC banner. Exactly. Absolutely insane. It is. It's and people are calling it a trade. It's really not a trade. What they're doing is they're agreeing to waive 
the re- remainder of their contract and sign that contract over. A trade is where you, it's you could trade up within an organization. This is more similar it. to like uh, when football teams buy out football players' contracts. Yes, exactly what's happening. Exactly. Where they're like, we'll take his contract. Exactly, because they do have a couple fights. Both of them, I believe, have two fights left on their contract that we're saying. So they'll agree to pay them. I think the Ashburn may have had a little bit more than that. Really? I thought it was two. I'd have to look it up. I feel like it was a bit more because he like I remember it being like he was trapped oh. in the one championship okay. thing. That's one of the reasons I think he retired because he was like, "Fuck, I have to fight yeah. like a ton more guys." Yeah, in his final year, he had three fights, and he still wasn't even chipping away at the. He had the, that many under contracts. They they wanted him to stay on as champion. I think. Well, I mean, come on. I don't think he should have walked away, to be honest with you, either. I mean, he was on top of the world. But now he gets a chance to prove he's one of the best. The question is, is he past his prime? He's 34. Yeah, that's not how old. I thought he was older. He, we thought he looked four, 40 because he yeah. has that wrestler's head. Yeah, he's, It's just been ground down over yeah, time, rubbed I mean, against shit. I, so it's all callous. Late 30s, late 30s definitely. But no. Look at his eye. They're like slits because of all the fucking abrasion. And here's the scary part. All right. We all know Dana White. Hates Ben. Hates him. Does not like him. Because they had that awkward situation. Exactly. Where Ben was criticizing Dana White and his policies on drug testing and everything else. And Meanwhile, Ben Askren was jerked around by Bellator in the UFC. Yeah. Yep. Where the UFC expressed interest. He dro- gets, He asked to be dropped from Bellator. He got They drop him. And then the UFC withdraws interest. Exactly. Absolutely and, and insane. left him So then he's sitting there with his dick in his hand. Exactly. And no money coming in. It was absolutely one of the most insane sequences so, I've ever heard. So he about. goes through that, and then you think to yourself, "Man, Dana White really doesn't fucking like this guy." And then you think to yourself, he has Demetrius Johnson, reigning six-year champ at the weight class, uh, pound for pound, one of the greatest fighters in UFC history. Uh, over, I think he had over twenty wins, if I'm correct. Yep. And uh, just lost his last fight. Uh, to Cejudo and broke his foot and extended layoff and you figure he'd come back and he'd get a rematch. Well, unfortunately, there have been a lot of antagonistic things between him and Dana White. It has to do with, uh, first of all, not getting the money he thought he was deserving. Secondly, he didn't get the fights that he wanted and and they wanted him to super fight with uh, T.J. Delashaw, and he wouldn't do it because he didn't get the money he wanted. And then he felt like he was being – he used the fucking code word that everybody in the world fucking hates right now. He was being bullied in negotiations by WME and Dana White. And as soon as he said that, I guess Dana White was like, well, fuck this. I got to get out of this. And if he hates Ben, what is he thinking about Demetrius Johnson right now? Yeah, and that's kind of been like the push and pull tension in yeah. Demetrius's career because you had Pain. a guy who was so dominant, but there's that elephant in the room that little guys don't make as much. They yes. don't sell as many tickets. They, they don't, don't sell, sell as many pay per views as big guys. Yep, this has been a thing. It's a business thing. Dana White has been very open about this. If little guys brought in the same crowds, they would He'd earn. The same crazy money that heavyweights do. Yeah. But it's just not the case. People kind of like that oddity shit. They like seeing guys that are 6'6", knock out guys that are 6'4". Yeah. They don't like watching the heavy displays of technique that flyweights show. Yeah. And the other thing, too, it's not even the flyweights. If you go up to 135 and 145, they're huge draws. 
They're massive draws. Massive draws. You're talking about Which Dilla, blows me away Dillashaw Gil Exactly. Dillashaw Gilbrandt was Garbrandt. Gar wow. Gilbrandt is Gil a knight from the the Crusades. <laughs> Thank you. Garbrandt. Gildebrandt. Uh, Gildebrandt. Uh, but that, I mean, those two fights almost fucking broke records. Yeah. I mean, and they were great fucking matches. Amazing. But that's the 10 pounds we're talking about. And he wouldn't come up in that weight class and fight those guys and stayed in his weight class, beat everybody for six years, and then kept giving him a hard time about the super fight. And now it's amid talks of, you know, uh, there there's always been sentiment amongst fans of abolishing the yeah, 125 weight, weight yes. class yeah. and creating a 165. So essentially, See, what that's total bullshit. What that would do is it would push all the fighters up. So, yeah, 155ers that couldn't hack it at 155, they felt drained. You'd go to 165, right. 160, 170ers who felt they were draining could go to 175. Yeah, but Dana White has already put that shit to bed. Yeah, he's already said no. He's to already that. said because that but, was that was that was uh, Portier and uh, Nate Nate Diaz started that bullshit. But this tension has arisen between him and flyweights for the longest time. Longest time. Six years. Because, because you have a fighter minutes. who's performing better techniques than middleweights, Everybody. lightweights. Just insane techniques. Six years. 20 fights. It's it's insane. Yet, no one wants to watch it. Yeah, he's not pulling. And he, he's even, one of my favorite fighters I all love time. It. Great guy, great Purists champion. Love it. Uh, fantastic fighter. Great example for for anybody who ever wants to be in the sport in any way. But the dirty casuals, they don't like it as much. Oh no, no, yeah. Because and, and that's who does the buys. Yeah, it's not you or I. We're gonna watch. The, he's got us. We're watching the fight. We're paying for it. Yeah. Okay. He needs to get the slob in the bar. You know, the one on the couch that goes, oh, I wouldn't have tapped. He needs that fucking dude to do it. But yeah, he's and not usually that. that's why the UFC is going after people that are, like, more marketable now. You have yes. Sage Northcutt. He's ripped. He has crazy blonde hair. He looks distinctive. Yes. They don't want a lot of pale, kind of, like, dad body guys. Yeah, but he can build He can build 170, 18 and 0 champion from Bellator coming in against... Tyrone Woodley, Darren Till, uh, uh, Robbie Lawler. He 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 can. He, yeah, the one championship champion, yeah, Ben Askren. Raskin. He can against all those fighters. He can build. I'd love. To, I would pay to see every one of those fights. And would you not? Ben Askren has the capability, the chance, the opportunity to become a champion in both Bell in Bellator. Yes. One and and the UFC now. A three-time three 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 league champion, which is unheard of. Because when he stepped down, he was the champ of undefeated. Bellator. Undefeated. When he retired, he was the champ of one. Undefeated. And now, if he went to the UFC, became the champ and pieced out, I'd be happy for him. You'd have to say one of the greatest fighters of all time, if not the greatest. Yeah, and I've said that before that I would love to see him fight, but he doesn't put on that. He's not a knockout artist. He's not. He's going to – He's you call folk-style wrestling. He is a fucking master at that. He is going to take you amazing. down. He's going to grind you out. And we were going to watch highlights in here, but we've both seen where he's tried to spin kick and fell or he's let oh, guys yeah, take him down. Hilarious. I told you about that the other day. He actually did, tried to do a spin kick and the announcers were laughing at him and he missed and the guy jumped on top of him. He reversed him and submitted him. I mean – Super easy. Super easy. It looks like – it was it was There's laughable. no way to explain it. It's no. like it's like it doesn't tax him to no. just flip dudes over. No. When if you've been under a guy, 
It's like you're being smothered. Yes. It's very hard to get your weight and flip him over, uh, yeah. especially if he has good hips. And the guys he's fighting have good hips, man. They're, he's fought some tough competition yeah, over there in one. and black belts in jiu-jitsu and wrestlers, and he destroys them. I mean, there was one time I was watching a fight where he actually got caught with a fucking right and got rocked. And, and then actually put his arms up and let the guy take him down so he could turn around, put him in an iron cross and submit him and knocked him out. I mean, it's fucked up. It's, it's insane. It is. It is. Because but when that you're good grappling wrestling. that good, it's almost that like level. it's almost like Khabib where just people yes. – it come, becomes such a global threat. Like to Connor, it became such a global threat that he could hit that right hand from Venus. Yes. Because it was telegraphed all, from across all he the had ring. to do was level change and then just throw it from the yep. fences. He, he bobbed his head and Connor dropped his hands and he almost got knocked out with it. He almost knocked him out that time. It's because it's such an ever-present threat. Absolutely. Same thing with Ben Askren. It's like, well, fuck, man. You know what he's going to do. Yep. The question can is, you can you do anything about it? Yep. When someone's that good, it's so hard to put into words. Because yeah. it, in other competitions, there can be an art of deception, of game plan. But when you know the guy's game plan yeah, and, and it's coming. just that damn good. And you have one of those guys in Khabib and, and possibly now Ben. Ben in the UFC. Yep. He's done it outside. I'd love to The see question it. is, can he control guys like Colby Covington? Oh, who would be a are great fight. I forgot about him. Could you imagine and those And Askren four was calling out Colby Covington. Sure. Which I found to be an interesting choice. I would think for it would him be a great fight. Because Colby Covington is known as one of the better wrestlers in Absolutely. MMA. Pressure out the fucking wazoo. Could you imagine that fight as a warm-up to the championship? I would fucking love to see that. Outstruck uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Actually be, Yeah, insane. took him down five rounds, ground him down, and fucking beat him. Most I mean, aggressive pace I've seen in a welterweight fight in a long while. time. And he hurt himself in that fight and still kept up the pace. And and now he's working through the injury and coming back. That's where he showed a lot of heart, too, man. Absolutely. Because everyone was talking shit after the Damian Maya fight. He looked lackluster. People were saying other things about him. And he he did the same thing to Khabib when he lost to uh, La Quinta. And I, he won against Well, I, I, I'm sorry. Well, if you he listened, went the distance. He went the distance. But and, if you listen to Joe's commentary, it's fucking scathing. It is. He actually it is. apologized he for had that to shit. Apologize. And rightfully so. Yeah. The whole time I was watching that fight, I'm like, Khabib's winning, guys. Yeah. And everyone, but he was like, it's so shocking to see all it the is, holes It is. But listening to all the announcers, you would say that he lost the fight. But again, he dominated, outpointed him. And, and Lakenta's getting a whole other career out of this. He's he's coming up in another fight. He got another match off of, you know, just Kevin lasting. Last, Kevin Lee. That's going to be interesting. And in preparation for this podcast, because I'm trying to get on my game. Yeah. Because I know I got talked. People were talking <laughs> shit on me because I was being subjective, you fucks. So I literally <laughs> went back with a notebook like a fucking nerd. Did you really? And started watching some of Khabib's fights because I wanted to play proper respect. So I watched the Iakinta fight. And I said previously that Iakinta just came out in a wrestling stance and resigned himself to lose the fight. And that wasn't the case at all. I was wrong about that. Okay. He actually fought a very smart fight. He did. And what what he did was he was so effective with standing up and getting out of the traps that could be put him in that it tired them both out. Exactly. So the point where... Um, he had a great stand-up. To the point where he had enough gas left to stop the takedown yep. and Khabib didn't have enough left to keep uh, chain wrestling exactly. and get that takedown. And get and into was, a position to submit. And it was actually really interesting yeah. to watch him do that. Granted, you have the factor, it's an it's an underdog fight. Yep. And when you do that, it's always hard for the champion to get motivated. It is. It's been a 
a notorious thing in sports. When you have someone who's heavily favored, it's always a terrible burden. Well, also, and you have to keep in mind, he filled in. Yes. And Khabib didn't get a camp to get trained for what I can to bring to the table. He had no film on him, no chance to get ready for him. He stepped in last and minute. People are going to pretend like Ikent is not a dangerous guy. He knocked out my favorite fighter, Joe Lozon, yeah. with wild right hands, just fucking beat him six ways yeah, to but Sunday. Joe needs to think How about retiring. How dare you? I know. How I, dare sorry, you? Sorry, Mason, because he's Mason's favorite fighter, too. He needs to retire, guys. Lozon's a monster. He is a monster to the average man. Oh, no. Come on. It's true. I'm sorry, but Come it's true. Joe, it's I think just he like, has a couple of classic. And I'll try to get this right. It's just like when they were telling Brendan Schaub. Schaub. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That he had to fucking retire. And that was an I think awkward conversation like, on a podcast I think that I would love to it's more like to. Joe's giving fights for the fans now. He just fought Clay Guida. Didn't, yep. didn't go the way he wanted. No. But he's giving fights. That's another way of saying he lost. He's giving classic <laughs> fights to the fans. No, I agree. I and mean, he's still a great there's fighter. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I think he, I, you know what? Of the guys out there, I'd give him another contract because he's still a name. He's got core fans like you and your brother. And, and he's people, got tenacity, man. And, and he's, he takes every fight serious and he's going to come out and try to win. You can't say that about everybody in the UFC. You can't say it about anybody, everybody in Bellator. Or in one, you just can't. And would I give him another contract? Sure, but again, if it's if I'm his if I'm his friend, dude, if you got another way of making a living, uh, it's it's time. He's been he's been served up a couple times, and it's well, it's, Kavanaugh, uh, uh, Coach Kavanaugh was talking about that. You know, this is prize fighting. You're fighting for money. Yes, you shouldn't be fighting for any other reason. Exactly. Like poor Johnny Hendricks. We've talked about this in a lot of podcasts. He's doing bare knuckle brawling now because evidently he made some poor investments. And I feel bad. We're talking about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, a champion in the UFC, and a family guy who's possibly broke. And he's fighting for money. It sucks, man. I mean, you'd hope you'd make better decisions than that. And I know it's not his fault. Yeah, he's made a couple of mistakes. financially. And everyone makes mistakes. Everybody does. I'm I'm no fucking saying. I've made my fair mistakes too. But I just – I'm not putting my brain on the line and my life when I go to work. He does. But I will say this though. I had to pay proper respect to Khabib when I did go back and watch. He's just masterful. Just watching him pick apart some of the fighters yeah. that I was watching, it's it's absolutely insane. I feel so bad for Dan Horcher. Dan uh, Horcher's this guy they called in on short notice to yeah. fight Khabib. It was Khabib's return fight. Dear fucking God. Yeah, he returned okay. That man did not have a prayer no. of getting out of that. No, no, no. no. He got twisted like a pretzel. Yeah. And he's a pretty good guy. I saw his record on Sherdog. Granted, it's outside the UFC. Okay, what was his record? Do you remember? It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Like he was he had a, a winning strong. Record, yeah, saying. he was a strong okay. fighter. But dude, not good. Different worlds. Different worlds. Well, and that goes back to one more thing that that they've been talking about, and I love listening. And I, I know I'm plugging Joe's show, but he does his own MMA commentary, and he talks to the different fighters and the coaches. And it leads you to think sometimes, are the fighters overtraining? Because you see Lakinta come in and a few other guys last minute. And granted, the f- other fighters didn't prepare for him, but they're not grinding it out as much. And they seem to have more endurance. They're not beat down. They're not ground down every fucking time. I mean, you listen to Dillashaw and all those guys. They're not wrestling and they're not fighting like – 
they're in a, a life and death match or sparring every day anymore. These guys aren't doing that. And you wonder about some of these guys that take some time off and come in fresh. And also hearing about like recovery yes. and proper recovery. And people are saying the proper recovery days are more important than getting those extra workouts. Yes. Because you allow your body to rebuild and you come back stronger and with more energy. And here's the scary part. There's other sports that have been doing that for years. Like I'm not a professional football player by any means, but when I played football, you hit every fucking day. You grinded. The only day you didn't fucking hit was Friday because Saturday night was the game. You went full out every day and you lit it up. Now when you get to college and some of the pros, well, I'm talking decades later, those guys, they don't light it up every day in practice. And matter Some of fact, days they don't even come out and pass. They don't. And, and and they've done their hitting. That's what the coaches say. I need you ready for game day. Up here. Up there. Exactly. And they're not We even, know you know how to hit. You wouldn't be here if you couldn't hit. Exactly. And that's what they're saying now. And you wonder if that's starting to translate over into the UFC. And you're hearing fighters like Tony Ferguson say, yes. I haven't sparred in five years because... I knew that I knew how to fight. Great point. Now we're just working on techniques. Yes. I know that I can bang and stay in there and have heart and get through it. And I know ways to get through it. Yeah, Gramby. Gramby, yeah. <laughs> when you get rocked, just fucking Gramby roll like a monster. Yeah. But he was like, now that I know this, yes. I don't have to risk my brain. No. I can just work techniques for guys. Yeah, and, and that's what these championship fighters are not doing it. And, and you wonder, the, all the NFL and college have gone that way, and now the UFC seems to be heading that way. You wonder about the recovery like we were talking, and do you really need to fucking hit every day? There are definitely both sides of the fence. Yeah. You have guys that like AKA. Yes. Who really like sparring. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. There are gyms all across America That's one that of the like few that. gyms. And it's hard to argue with that gym because of how many champions they have. The success that comes out of some of these camps that just do hard sparring. What champions sparring? are from there? You would know off the top of your head. I mean, DC, Luke Rockhold, Khabib. Um, um, what's his name? The heavyweight. Uh, Cain Velasquez, Josh Thompson wasn't a champion in the UFC. But, but still top three top or five. Top level yeah. fighter. But that's, you're talking six guys. Out of one camp. Well, it's hard to argue with those results too. But you have to wonder, do, do fighters like that attract other fighters like that that can grind it out every day? Because you've heard the story and you've talked about the story about when Brendan was, was sparring with DC and they started going out. And he goes, dude, are, are we fighting here? He's like, hey, man. <laughs> this is a spar session. What's going well, on? Yeah. Like DC You're- was coming out. Adam, him. yeah, and that's a great conversation to hear sometimes. Because so he, he, like DC was like, "Hey, you want to get in there and mix it up?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah sure, let's do it." And then DC just starts fucking roving at yeah. him, and just fucking trying to take his head off. And he's like, "We cool, bro?" Yeah. <laughs> did I piss you off? Did I hit on your wife? And you, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know who she was. Like, what the fuck? But I mean, yeah. it's true, dude, and it's 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 very real. Yeah, and. We're starting to learn more and more, but it comes down to like fitness for everybody. It's it what does. it's what your body responds to. We've seen guys do really great with no sparring, really great with a with, lot. Yeah. I, I think. But it's the question is, Taylor. I think more so you're going to start to find guys turn toward the recovery side more. You need it seems to, you to be need the trend. To find your fire. Yep. I definitely think you need to do that. I think you need to know that you can get hit and dish it back yes. and stay in the pocket and not get worried. There's definitely that factor to it. Yeah. And you see these guys that don't str- like don't spar a lot and they have more performance anxiety. 
Yes. Which is a real thing. That's a definite. When thing. they know they're going to get in the cage, or they know they're going to get hit. It get, things get different. It's called game day. They have more pressure. Yeah. yeah. Are are you fucking? There's there is practice, and then there's game day. Which yeah. fucking guy are you? And and if you're game day all the time, then we don't really need to fucking kick each other's heads off. But but it, with the overtraining. It's a real thing. Uh, it's, it's a, a real, real thing, thing too, because Joe Rogan was talking about how some fighters they'll train so hard, yeah. more harder than any other fighter. Yeah, and they'll be dead, exhausted. Their exhausted. body will be depleted by yep. the time they get to the fight. They'll fight poorly. They'll fight like shit. Yep. And I I know people who have overtrained where they just take we, it too far. But we all have, and their body just shuts down exactly. after two weeks, and they're just like, I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. I can't run the same. Everything's, yeah. and I'm just it's, like, well, it's so true. T- take a rest, man. Yeah. Take a break. But getting back to Demetrius Johnson and Ben, I know we went off a little tirade. Yeah. It was okay, though. Um, the, the contracts are not finalized. It's not finalized. It's not finalized. Which is getting squirrely now because yeah. Ben Askren posted about it on Instagram. He said it's coming soon. percent possibility that I will be fighting in the UFC right off his inst- right off of his Twitter feed. So we'll, we'll see. It'll I really be, hope. It'll be the interesting. The UFC is, is put, like apparently – to Ariel Hawani sources, it's looking very good. It does very likely that the fight will uh, that the trade will go through. And, and I did not say this. Uh, Demetrius Johnson's coach Matt Hume is actually the VP of operations for One Championship, which is very interesting. It's very very fucking interesting because so. that kind of maybe gives us an inkling as to how this deal started. Sure, because it's kind of crazy. It's it's one of the first of its kind. Especially between Absolutely. two big promotions. But you think about it. If you're the coach of one of the greatest fighters in the world and you have an insight to what he makes, what he wants, and then you're also running VP operations for well, an Matt entire Hume league. Well, Hume does all of it. He manages Demetrius Johnson. Well, that's my whole point. I, I, and he goes over to the owner of uh, one championship who, by the way, there was an article out also I was reading on Twitter about they're getting a new president for North America, which means they're trying to make a break into this market. And Chael Sonnen called this. Yes. I want to give credit where credit's due. He was on his podcast when they signed Eddie Alvarez. I, that's the other point. I want Eddie to Alvarez. Alvarez was signed. Great fighter. Absolutely insane. Yep. And it was cool when he did that because there was a bidding war. You know, Eddie got fucking paid. Yes, he did. Let's not mince words of nope. that. He got his money. He's going to provide for his family. That's all cool. I don't begrudge him at no, all No, take that. the fucking money, man. He's You've got to get your money when that's you're right. in it. Get fucking paid. Chael Sonnen, though, as soon as he was signed, was like, look. This Here is the come. first mainstream fighter. North American fighter exactly. that he has gotten. Now, one is huge in Asia. Yeah. They have a big presence. They have a big TV deal out there. Right. But them signing Eddie Alvarez shows that they might try to make a play for North America. And sure enough, a week and a half later, Ariel Hawani reports there you go. that they're trading for Demetrius Johnson. Now it becomes a very real possibility that they can make a statement. With two big names. Way more than Bellator is able to do, being been able to do, and the fact that they're taking current UFC championship level fighters. Absolutely. Instead of taking fighters that are recyclables. Right. Not, not to be offensive. Not all of them. Not to be not offensive either. I mean, Bellator has come a long way. Yeah, Rory McDonald is a championship level fighter. Gegard Musasi. Gegard Musasi, uh, Phil Davis, Bader. Ryan Bader. All these guys are fucking cha- animals. Matt Mitrione, all oh, championship level guys. But, but they do get the fighters... Rampage, a couple other fighters. Yeah. 
and it brings the, it brings the prestige down a little it bit, does. but it brings the fun up to twelve. Absolutely, because you know why they're doing they're doing the the, the tournament, which is fucking awesome. I love it, uh, and UFC well, you will saw, never do that. You saw how much fucking fun we had watching, watching the tournament. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It was insane. It was. But but you won't see that. Uh, you, uh, Dana White has already said you won't see that in his league. You won't see it. He's not going to do it. He won't have. And I think it would be great to have like January. Boom, we're announcing well, if a, they a welterweight. A, if they do a tournament in the UFC, it's going to be very hard for the UFC to force their narrative, yes. which is something they love to do. We, they love to control the narrative, exactly. control the story about who's challenging for the title. And if you do a tournament with a bracket style, it's out of your hands. Exactly. And that's what you don't Dana, know who the champion's going to be. And that's what Dana White has always said. You don't tell me who's fucking fighting, you, who you're going to fucking fight. I tell you who you fight. Because then it gets very any given Sunday. Yep. And you could have a literal 10th seed becoming sure. the champion. Or 8th seed, rather. Yeah. Because I know they do like 8. Yeah. Eight. eight. Yeah, best of 8. And but um, one but, now with Demetrius and Eddie Alvarez. Big, 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 big. Really poised and, to make a move. And the announcement that they're going to have a new CEO, President of Operations for North America. Which means they're making money in Asia. Not a lot, but when they want to start exposing... The United States to they're it. They're not worldwide yet. Like not the yet. And, and I think that they're they're looking for a VP, oper- uh, not a VP, a CEO or president of operations here uh, 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 to make things happen. A which good, is good. A good fighter that went over there from the UFC prior was um, Kyoji. No, no, no. He went to Ryzen. Never mind. Never mind. Fuck me. You no, should, wait. Should have wrote was that it Ryzen? All right, you guys let me know in the comments down below. I was going to say, you have is your computer Is Kyoji right Horiguchi, I don't want to slow down the roll, is Kyoji yeah. Horiguchi in Ryzen or one? Because I, 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 I had an inkling that he was the one championship champion, but he might as well be Ryzen. Ryzen's also doing the damn thing out there. They have nowhere near any North American uh, presence. Well, everybody's got a fucking app for streaming now. Just fucking put it out there. Hardcore fans are gonna fucking want. Bellator it. has a streaming service now. It's called like the D D Zone or whatever. D Zone, D Zone, exactly. Where Joe was like making D-A-Z-N fun of it. D A Z N, yeah, some D A Z N, exactly what it is. D-Zone. It blew me away. I was like, what the fuck is this? A- and name? they were making fun of it. People make you fun of what? Fight Pass, but at least it's accurate. And I love Fight Pass. Are oh, you do? You're a, a huge lot of fan. people are like, why? Why watch stuff you've already watched? I'm like, because you can learn. Yeah. And if you're interested in learning about the fight game, great. I love learning about fighting, not by getting kicked. <laughs> yeah. Not by getting kicked. Well, it's not only that. Think about it. We, I didn't really know a lot about Stipe. And we sat there and watched all his fucking fights one day. And then you start to realize who the fuck you he is. You learn about fighters' tendencies, yes. their heart, their grit. Yeah. Their strategies, their strengths. First three-time defending heavyweight champion until he lost to DC. And speaking on that topic, I know we're, we're jumping over to DC a little bit. DC said, sitting next to Joe Rogan, and not this UFC, but the one before, that if he didn't fight Brock Lesnar, he gave his word that he'd be fighting Stipe. And then when Brock Lesnar, oh, what happened to Brock? Oh. He needs months to get ready. Uh, AKA pass it fucking drug test, you fucking get steroid his, freak. Get his levels down. Yeah, so within Maybe a Maybe lose some weight. Yeah. Because he looks like a bloated 310. I mean, bloated is not what I would say. I would he say... He's fucking enormous. He's enormous, but it's muscle, dude. No, 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 no. He's not, I, he's not I, pulling I, up I, the no, he's, slacks and he's he not big country. That's when you he's said not, bloated. Uh, well, I didn't mean it like that. I'm bloated. He's, uh, he's not a big, big country. He's but. bubbled up. Dude, it's huge. And they've already pulled up Man, pictures. has got that tit action. Yeah, they've pulled up pictures already. 
compared to him six months ago to now because they have pictures of him training. He cycled off. Biggest torso I've ever seen on a man. But he's still he's still dealing with a lot of shit coming off the cycle, and he's trying to get ready for March. He's trying. And this right is now. a guy who routinely has to cut weight to make heavyweight. Yeah, which is a real thing, man. That's a lot he's of. He's got to make two sixty five. That's more weight. He's than, over three. That's more weight than a lot of other fighters. Fifty or in sixty other weight pounds. Classes. He's got to drop. You know when he cycles like, off. Like da da three thousand in this bitch or da da two thousand. Yeah. Fucking dying in the ring. No, no, but it's true. He's got to do that, and that's the scary part where he's going to have to cut that fucking weight. But the bottom line is, it's, uh, see, here's the shit that kills me. It's a coincidence that he is at a contract and then shows up when DC knocks out Stipe. They get in a fight in the ring. Oh, and then the next release was he's already passed current drug tests. He's never come off the books. And then it turns around that USADA will no longer comment on people actively being tested. We will report at a later time. Boom! DC will not be fighting uh, de- um, uh, uh, the beast. Um the, he won't be fighting Brock Lesnar. Brock Instead, he's fighting I mean, Derek Lewis, Derek the Lewis, Black Beast. The Black Beast. And, and then, all of a sudden, we're not getting any, well, why? Because he can't make weight, and he's probably not passing a drug test. Because DC said up front, I want to see a drug test before I step in the ring with the motherfucker. And he's right. I, I agree with that. I think that... I think it's not that he isn't passing the drug test right now. I think that he's cycling <sighs> off. Boy. And when you cycle off... You need time for your body to recover. I just think it's bullshit. Well, so everybody I think his body was recovering and he's getting in shape and he's losing the weight. Sure. He's going so for I a think chemical that's, change. I think that, it affects exactly. your endurance. It affects every so part I of your So I think that's aspect. what they're letting him deal with right now. Sure. I actually think his piss would maybe be clean now. I think it would be probably be Yeah, clean. but don't sit there and tell me he's been passing. Well, there are also, the there's also the other factor of what steroids. What test were you fucking running? Also, Eye test? There's there's also the other factor break. of steroids we need to talk about where there's lasting effects even Absolutely. when cycling off. Sure. Where once you do it, we see permanent trages in musculature and how quick your <coughs> muscles... Cyborg! How quickly your muscles recover. <coughs> Cyborg! <laughs> We've seen people who... Just their body composition looks completely different once they're on the shit. Even when they're off, it still looks... They never revert back. Mm, cyborg. They still look plumped up. Plumped up. And so she looks huge I think that still. while Brock is getting everything right and squared away, sure. I think it was a little fucked up that they did my man Stipe. They didn't they give fucked him the him. fight. They fucked him. And you want to know why I don't think they gave him the fight? He's dangerous. He is dangerous. He has He's a, a dangerous fight. Not, not that... Derek Lewis is not a, a dangerous fight. He's proved with the Russian he's, that with Volkov, he's very dangerous. Don't fuck with him because he's Even got the hammer losing, of Thor, and he has heart by the miles, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That heart, I don't think you. Fifteen can... seconds left, and he fucking knocks him stone fucking cold. Until you've been in any sort of competition and you're losing, and you have fifteen seconds left, most people don't know what that feels like. It feels hopeless. Yeah, you literally feel like okay. There's a massive voice in your head that's saying, "I'm we'll, fucked." We'll get him next time. Yeah, uh, you you lost this. It's one. a different thing to step forward and actually still throw. And just yeah, and to still try. Yep. With and everything you have and win in the final twenty seconds of a fight, you were losing in fucking for that prior fourteen minutes and forty seconds. And Cameron's gonna drag us out because he called it. <laughs> Absolutely insane. No, it was probably one of the greatest fight moments I've or sporting moments I've ever seen in my life. It has to be. It has to be one of them. 
Guy's really, exhausted. Really Ah, and lands one right hand and puts him to changes fucking the fucking bed. world. And then and Volkov was no joke. He was the champion of Bellator. You were telling me, or no, no, what, what was it? All I know is he, he was. He may have been the champion of Bellator. I think I'm, he was. I'm not sure. I think he was the heavyweight. But I can't he was speak the for he- anything in Bellator. He was the heavyweight champion when he and this was his uh, uh, warm warm up. Or first fight I've seen in the UFC at a main card. He was a he was a real contender. He his his last fight he beat uh, Fabricio Verdum. Yeah, and this was Verdum who was apparently on PEDs at the time. Yeah, now for Verdum is serving a two year sentence. Yeah, it was an uh, he was Uber Uber Verdum. Uber Verdum. Yeah, so I want to see Uber Reem again. Yeah, I was just I I, I try not to say it. Guess what? I was on Fight Pass. I was on. We always talk about Uber Reem. Dude, I want to see it again. It makes me so happy. He He was bigger than Brock on the scale. Do you remember that when he kicked him in the stomach and almost split him in half? That was the first UFC fight we saw. Yeah. If you you remember. I remember watching it on TV. It was... Me, you, and Mason. Yeah, he split him like around. a bitch. We were watching, and we were like, what the fuck is this? It was the liver kick reaction. We and were watching these two big guys, and we were like, this is interesting. I remembered Brock from my raw video yeah, games growing up. Sure. So I was like, what the hell is this? And that's how I got into Absolutely. watching fights. That we saw Uberine. Uberim, yeah. Uberim kick him and almost kill him. And then he almost broke. kicked him in half. Yeah, and then broke the other guy's arm. What was his name? He broke his arm, snapped it. The guy I was in the oh, motorcycle. Oh, Frank Mir Frank broke Mir. Nogueira's arm. Yeah. Oh, no. Didn't Frank Mir got his arm broken? By Yes, he did by Uberim. I'm, I'm 99.9% sure. He got his arm broke. Skeptical. Okay. We'll have to take a look the at it. The fight that I remember below. when I first got into MMA was Frank Mir breaking Nogueira's arm. You're probably right. You remember Where better. He had a Kimura. That's and we were like, no, no, you're Joe Rogan's right. like, he's going to break his arm. He's going to break his arm. And then you just see the pop. It gave way. Yes. And you're just like, ah. Yeah, yeah, he fucking snapped it. But it was really cool. That was when but Frank Mir was fucking jacked. Before his motor – was that before or after his motorcycle? Before. It was before. I'm positive it was before. <sighs> that motorcycle accident was rough, man. Yeah, he almost changed died. Him. Changed him. Almost died. But, but here we are in 2.30 coming up. Uh, and it's not not this weekend, but next weekend. November 3rd. Never Watch party, bitches, right here. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. You guys better come out. You better show out. And we're going to have a lot of We're going to try to be ready at 8, eight p.m. again. Unfortunately, my balls was hot shirt is not going to get here on time. Oh, yeah. But we do have new shirts for the cast that night. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we do. We have new shirts that we're going to break out. Uh, But I'm really looking forward to that, the UFC 230. But I am kind of disappointed in D.C. It's one of the few times. And I know he's doing it because he's being told by Dana White not to give Stipe the rematch. Because as soon as he found out that Stipe – Brock wasn't fighting. Stipe took to Twitter right away. You were telling me this. And then his wife to Instagram. Stipe was being uh, pretty honor. Like, he didn't want to make a big fuss about no, it. No, he doesn't. He just wanted to make it known that, like, look, man. You said I'd have the rematch if you weren't fighting Lesnar. Yeah, he was kind of like, this, and he is, did say this that. is a little bit of bullshit. And then it his wife bullshit. was like, look, my husband's being really, like, like honor. He doesn't want to make a big. Humble. S- f- He's being like, humble. He doesn't want to make a big scene no, about this. But he, he was one hundred percent ready to fight. He had called Dana as soon as the fights uh, fell out with, with Daniel Lesner. Yep. and Lesnar, yep. and he was like, "Look, I'll be ready to step in twenty eight days. I'll do it no any amount of time. Exactly. Let me know any number. I'll start my camp right now. Let's go. I'm I'm part time play. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Our firefighters are I heroes. Know, I'm fucking with you guys. First responders all the way. I'm just yeah, fucking yeah. with you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, you like playing Call of Duty and eating chili at work? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. We're, with you. we're fucking with you. But I'm that sure is some pension, though. And we're going to get blown to fuck for that. You watch. Oh, that's fine. But, but anyway, so let's hear the other topic that I wanted to talk about. The Nate Diaz. No, but do you think, what? just really quick, though, do you think that Cormier is ducking Stipe? Stipe, or do you think it was an organizational choice? Organi- organizational choice. Yeah, I don't think DC is DC has ducking never ducked him at all. a motherfucker his entire at all. life. Ever. And I think that people are forgetting that Derek Luce is super dangerous. Just because he said he wasn't ready for a heavy uh, title fight. Everyone's using that Absolutely. a reason to discount this fight, and I think that's a mistake. You do not discount him ever when he's got the fucking hammer of Thor in his fucking arsenal. And he showed he does. And, and DC can get knocked out. Uh, John Jones did it. I mean, it's possible. Don't say it can't happen because it could. We could have a new heavyweight champ, and that would just fuck up everything. To be honest with you, coming to, to the then next what the match. fuck happens? What the fuck happens is right because you have then Jones. Derek Lewis fights Brock Lesnar. I guess who wants to see that? I do. Oh, do if he really? knocks out Cormier. Well, yeah. Plus, I'm a Black Beast fan. Yes, you are. You're a huge boy, and he rightly so. The man, he is the fucking man. So. Gained a 1.1 million followers. Over fucking night in three days. Unreal. And the bitch is getting paid now just from that. They say he's he's cashing some money because whenever you get to that many viewers, they start paying you when they put shit on your stream. So he's getting – good for him. Fucking A. Let's fucking go. So what did you want to talk about next? I want to talk about Nate Diaz and uh, Poirier. Dustin Poirier. Poirier. When uh, they were trying to put the fight together. Nate Fell through D- multiple times. Multiple times because Nate Diaz was starting to pitch out saying, I deserve the fight with Connor next. He wants to fucking get paid. And he was going at it with Dana White. And Dana White said, listen, man, this is the fucking fight. You don't dictate shit. You want to fight. It was a goddamn nightmare trying to get him to commit to a fight. And then when he did get him to commit to a fight, he, he was talking about uh, 165 possibly. And F- Dana White came on and said, there's no way on God's earth is there going to be a 165 champion or weight class. And man. Fucking over it. And this has been a kind of a recurring theme with the Diaz brothers, yeah. man. It really it is. has. And you've seen through Nick's career, just he's so stubborn. And he'll walk out during press conferences. He'll walk out during interviews if he doesn't like the vibe. Nate will straight up ignore media obligations. He can't do it. Even Khabib. It's just not professional. Khabib didn't like the shit that was going on with Connor, but he was there on time. He did what he was fucking supposed to do. And when his time was up, I got a hand to the guy. I'm fucking done. I did my obligation. Not playing I, games. Not playing games. And you got to do those fucking things. You got to be a professional. You got to show up on time. And you got to do what you're supposed to fucking do. And if you want to get paid, that's what you got to fucking do. And he has also, Dana White has already said, he doesn't want to negotiate with any of the fucking brothers. And he's hurting a lot of their careers just because they're bitching about everything now. Well, it's it's also, I feel like they've been kind of, when they show up to fight, it's so amazing. But they treat the negotiations with the UFC like a fight. Yeah, And it blows me away. You can see so many guys who work with the company and have such such flourishing careers yes. because of it. Uriah Faber has cultivated such a relationship yeah. with Dana White in the UFC that he's created a successful team as a result of that. Absolutely. It's just – it shows like – it's part of what makes them good fighters. It's that resilience. It's that bullheadedness. But at the same time, yes. you have to realize when – Stubborn. That's when a manager and yeah. an agent need to step in and be like, "Look, sit down, well, listen to me." That's why they people who are like that should have a manager 
or there should uh, be uh, a guy in a suit telling you stop. Yep. Let's think about this. Right. You need that voice. You don't just need yeah. more more of your homeboys getting you madder. Because I know how that is. When I have my friends and we're all mad about one certain thing, you ramp each oh, other yeah. up. Yeah. You know what he said about your mother? Yeah. And, you need and a fucking getting. Crazy. You need a voice of reason. And you can't get that. You way. need a guy who's about money. And who's and that's better? the good thing about having a manager and an agent. They want money. No shit. And well, and, and the thing too is, you got to remember, you had Connors. He makes the business decision. And is there any? And Kobe Covington talking shit to get the fights they want, but they're making the fucking deals first. And they go to Dana White and they're like, "Look, I'm always ready to fight. What do you want? They're cooperative. Exactly. And when you're cooperative, you get what you want from the UFC. <laughs> Absolutely. The UFC makes the fights that people want to see, and you can affect what the people want. Yes, I will as agree fighters. With that. What I, I, you can't I, do is not affect the public's opinion and then try to battle the UFC for fights. And, and it's that been, is the wrong way to go. We've seen that fighters yes. get weeded out, yep. fighters get tossed out. Trust me, they've tried to create fighters unions five different uh, occasions, yeah. and they've all faltered because guess what? A single fighter having a productive relationship with the organization Dana White. can go way farther with Dana White. than any union who runs in opposition with the UFC. And it's not going to happen because we had a, a, a woman fighter. I, I don't recall her name. She had one fight left on her contract, and I, I something went on with the fight, and uh, she wanted to negotiate, renegotiate her contract, and she fought – would fight somebody who didn't make weight and if if they'd waived the last fight and it turned out she was trying to unionize the UFC. They waived her last fight. She fought the fight and they never re-upped her contract. Dana White made the decision. And that's the kind of shit that goes on. Uh, you're not going to fight them on this. It's been proven in uh, the IBF in regular boxing. In boxing. It's been shown it. – people tried to unionize. But the thing is Can't fighters – Fighting is a selfish sport at the end it of the day. Is. And this is why it makes me a little mad when people... Bitch, I got to get mine, yeah. And, you know, I, I love Uri Faber. I'd love to have him on the show. Yep. I think he's an amazing guy. Absolutely. Uh, done so much for the sport. But it, it perplexed me a little bit when he got really mad at TJ Dillashaw yes. for leaving. Because fighting is selfish at the end of the day. It is. I understand being loyal to the ones who helped you get what you are. But at the end of the day, you as an athlete need to look at yourself and be like, this is what I need to be the best. And he proved he was right. And he proved he was right. But that's that's the and thing, And he was though. loyal for a time. And th- he did what he had to do. But what I'm trying to say is you need to know when you need to get yours. Yeah. And I just wish Nate and Nick would get out of their own way, man. Nate yeah. has real potential yeah. to be a top-fledged fighter sure. if he would just get out of his own way and fight. Because his fights are fun to watch. So fun. They are fun. People He's never had a fight that was boring. The nope. Michael Johnson fight, They're absolutely tremendous. Where he would hurt him with a one-two and point at him and be like, I hurt you. And Michael Johnson's hurt, so he can't really say no, I'm not. He can't really say no. He's trying to get his legs back. Back, yeah. And, and it's fucking tremendous. He always Nick gets Diaz cut. laying down against Anderson Silva and standing up. Tremendous. Yeah, and he always gets cut. It's a bloody fucking mess, and it's talking shit the entire time, which is great. So, I don't know. I just think he needs to get his fucking head out of his head. And then Poirier uh, is dealing with injury, and everyone's giving him shit, which makes no sense. You live in a you're 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 practicing a sport where your your goal is to injure the other Other man. So in practice, you're injuring each other on a daily basis to to different extents, right? And you're shocked when he gets injured and has to pull the fight. As fight fans, I've just come to know this. You need to know that half the Super Bowls you're expecting are going to get canceled. Yeah. And that's just a part of the game. And we're working on recovering processes like we said before. People are trying to cut back on sparring. People are trying to do more massage 
physical therapy, and rehab, acupuncture, anything, suction can to stay cups, healthy. all all crazy Any shit. Fucking thing. Those muscle stimulation machines. Have you seen those? Now? Yeah, stems. Um, and also like Frost Abbey is that jackhammer thing that like yeah gets the fascia, lactic acid and, and, and fascia, the fascia lining underneath the muscle. Right? Exactly. Yeah. All all kinds or of shit like of that. Muscle. But when he got hurt, everyone just pours out and they start blaming him for yeah. banging out the fight. What would you want him to fight with a horrific injury? I know. And people act like these injuries aren't crazy. Look at Tony Ferguson's knee injury. I know. The the scar was 12 inches long. Man's got a foot-long scar. He fought in six months. You guys should be lauding that guy, not blaming him for pulling out of a fight. And how many fighters have we seen with a broken hand or a broken wrist finish or finish at least a round and get, get get it called afterwards that they can no longer go on. We just saw the, what was it? The light, Pettis. Pettis, but also um, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Whitaker. Oh, Robert Whitaker. Yeah. Whitaker broke his fucking hand on, on Romero. and Romero's it, got that cue ball head. Man. Yeah, it's he un, fucking broke it. Broke it. Beat him twice. I love you. I love But he broke his Whitaker, fucking hand. Whitaker, I love you. <laughs> trying to fucking kiss him. <laughs> but he broke his fucking hand. Dude, if I were Luke Rockhold and, and you all kissed me like that, oh, God. Y- yeah. What are you going to say? I'm not going to do anything. There apparently. you go. There He'll you go. He'll hold me down and fuck me to some Cuban music. <laughs> Don't want that. Sweet. Kimba sweet salsa. Kimba. Some Jesus. sweet salsa. But speaking of injuries. White linen shirt at a sandals resort. That's uh, not what I want. You're going too far. Uh, but, you're right. Sorry. Okay, a lot so of baby oil. Okay. <laughs> Back on the fights. Another. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. What? It made you uncomfortable. Yeah, you did. I, I like to push. Uh, you did. Everyone I'm who watches the, the podcast. Right I like to push him until he gets fully uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm uncomfortable now. You did but the baby oil thing. But let's spin it he around. Got, he got injured. Dustin yes. Poirier got injured, yep. and he's doing he's everything in his power not to come back not have and as recently yet. as possible. He just booked a flight out to L.A. to go see a specialist. Mm-hmm. He's not announcing what the injury's about because exactly. he's a fighter. A he has to protect Something him. about a hip. But he's flying out to L.A. They're going to let him know for sure if he's fight ready, if he needs surgery, what have you. And can he go if it's just a pain issue or if it's a, di- a damage issue. performance issue, issue yeah. Exactly. Because that's the really – that's the really interesting thing about injuries. It's yeah. a sliding scale. Exactly. There are some injuries like a bone bruise where it's all mental. You push through. Yeah, you got to push through the pain. You or, just have to push or through. It's going to li- be uncomfortable. Or, or the ligament is torn. You can still perform, perform at a high level. You're going to be in pain as fuck. Like and a then, meniscus. And you're, and then you can have the surgery later and and still perform. I've seen old ladies walk with like torn meniscus. But, but, but the whole thing is, again – don't pitch out on him just because he got injured. You don't understand. This happens all the time. All the time. And Luke Rockhold. I was just going to him and him and Weidman. They were, and you were right. It, 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 Jacques. I don't Jacare. Know. Jacare. Thank you for playing. Matt. It's Brazilian for Gator. <laughs> Jacare Souza. Jacare Souza. Jacare. It's like Leatherface when he's doing the speak the, the, the type to sp- the spell the type or whatever the type to spell. C A T cat Kirk. <laughs> well, anyway, he's stepping in with uh, wide, which is so interesting, man. Luke Rockhold, I really hope everything's okay with him. Yeah, I'm very worried that it's like a, he hasn't looked right for a very long time. I mean, I think it was just more of a mental thing uh, with the uh, yeah because Bisping. Bisping kind of shook his confidence a bit, and then you fight. And that is the fight. Ever since that fight, he's never been right. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of people also learned a lot of things about him in that fight. You see how Bisping beat him by applying pressure and getting that great like left over the top, right? Yeah. 
Now you're starting to see fighters like Yoel Romero just literally ran at him. Ran and threw a fucking punch and knocked him out. And just completely stone cold knocked him out. Yeah. And But he's still so talented. And to see people give him shit for getting injured too, it, it, yeah. it fucking bothers me if I'm it being does. honest. No. Because like I always said, I'm, uh, as much as I get subjective, I'm pro fighter at the end of the day. And you should be. And it's worth saying that. I'm sorry. I, I, because you know what? They deserve the respect. And if they're – put it this way. They'd rather fight and get fucking paid you know, it was a, than not fight. Even worse injury than what he has now. What? When he was on that episode of The Millionaire and Matchmaker. Oh, <sighs> shit. Where he ends up taking the waitress home. That was a big yikes. He said they do a lot of like trick for the trick editing. Well, the, yeah, that's what it was, <laughs> dude. Let's be real. I didn't take her home and bang. Her I was gonna right. say he definitely banged the fucking waitress. <laughs> Probably tried to bang Patty too. After. Oh come on, she's man. like I'm engaged. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you flirt. Yeah, okay. Right you know anyway. how it goes. Luke Rockhold's gonna do what Luke Rockhold wants. To do. Exactly. And again, I think you pointed out the perfect fact that when he fought Bisbang, he after that fight, that is the fight that has started his slide. And he hasn't been right, and now he's injured. He See, hasn't been right. I don't think right. he's not. He hasn't been I don't right. think it's as much as he hasn't been right. Is it? Hasn't been. You're fighting top level talent. Is is OSP on a slide? I don't think so. I think he's fighting top level talent. People look at uh, Ovin St. Preux's record, is who I'm talking about, and they're like, "Well, his record's kind of a mixed bag." And I'm like, "Well, look, he's been fighting top ten talent for almost a decade." So you think Luke Rockhold is as good as uh, as OSP? Uh, yeah, I think he's better, in fact. I don't. At middleweight. And I think it's a, more of a, he needs to f- focus more on game plans, obviously, and just, yeah. and just I- oh, implement, beast, man. implementing his game, man. I don't know. I'm just down on him right now. I, I The last two losses when he, he didn't take Plus, Bisping Lu- seriously. Plus, let's be honest, Luke Rockhold's an easy guy to hate. He is. He looks like a cover guy. He is. He's a model. That's yeah, what, he that's looks what, like a model. Put it this way. So everyone loves w- it. Would I rather do the fucking... For the camera or go get fucking <laughs> punched like in the face. He looks like he's doing Steel Magnum. Yeah. I mean. But the thing is, <laughs> so that's why everyone loves it when- I like, don't know why I got a picture of a condom in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you got me that time. It's, it's like when a- it's, No, it's true. That's I, why we love it when a bulldogish looking fighter like Michael Bisping knocks him out. Absolutely. Because it makes us believe that pretty boy. anything is possible. Oh, yeah. A guy with one functional eye. Not that I'm a bulldog either, but- I'm not the most attractive man in the world, but you love to see. I am. <laughs> I love to see the fucking bulldog knock out the the pretty press. You know, and that's just I'm not saying. And it's pris, fucked up, just, but it it's just it's just how people's minds work. Absolutely. If someone Some looks wildly like. successful and is wildly successful, yes. people want to tear them down. Absolutely. He's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's top five. And there's nothing wrong with being a pretty boy. No, dude. Do what you, I was gonna say. He's getting paid. <laughs> And he's way more successful than I am or I'll ever be. Yeah. But I'm not going to Big up, Sam. Hope he heals real soon. Chris I want to see fight though, again. I'm super excited for him to be back in the octagon. Me too. A long two, – two surgeries on the one thumb. And finally, I mean, it's been 20 months. It's been a while. 20 months, I think they were talking. They were 18 to 20 months because he had the surgery. It didn't take right. And he had to go back in. You want to talk about a guy who had one fight where he took a lot of damage and has looked changed since that Luke Rockhold fight. fight. Yeah, no. Where he took a lot of extra damage because the ref didn't stop it. Didn't stop it. That last third, was it the third or fourth round? It was a fucking Uh, atrocious amount of damage. And then Weidman's dad was so cringy. In the post fight, where he's like, "That's still my boy," and it's like, yeah, "What yeah, did we think you were going to disown your son if he lost the fight?" Yeah, really. 
Like he kept going, he's this still is a champ. This is still he'll my always, boy. And I'm like, he'll always be a champ to did me. Did you expect us? Did you ex- did you think we were going to you were going to root for Rockhold after that? Yeah, you think he was going to run over hug Rockhold and then and Go then like, go this is my guy now and spit in his son's face now. Like he I, he had to no, make no, this no, show no. of loyalty and I'm like, that's a little unnecessary. Yeah, we it get is. it. But you know what? I mean, that's just he's a passionate guy. Yeah, you know. a little mookish. A little mookish, but it's okay. That's fine. He's probably was a firefighter. But see how I am? Wow. <laughs> Just, <yeah. laughs> First responders are him this time. First responders are heroes. They are at every time. And he, we're not being sarcastic. I'm we're, not being sarcastic. We're being honest. But, I mean. I wouldn't want to run into and, a burning I, no. building. And I'll be the first one to admit, I'm not man enough to run into a burning oh, building. Oh, I am. I just don't want to. <laughs> I'm not. And I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I don't want to. I know. I'm not man enough. Fuck uh, that. Exactly. Because I just thought like, I just felt like a, like a gi- giant burning lumbar just falls down on my no. back. Fuck that. No, they're heroes. And I, I'm yeah. not going to. I'm not joking. It's true. But I just. You ever see Spider-Man 1? Oh yeah, Where he's in the fire. The thirty-five-year-old Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking Where he's beard. in high school. Yeah. but he looks Hi, forty-five. Hi, Mary Jane. And she looks twenty-seven, and she's supposed to be a high school senior. Yeah, I got some I've, questions. Yeah, I've never seen a high school senior that quite looked like. Yeah, that. and why does Flash Gordon look like he's twenty-five? Yeah, this is all so suspect. Flash Gordon looked like fucking Brock Lesnar in that movie. Aunt, uh, and what's her fucking name? Aunt. What's Aunt the, May? Aunt May. Aunt May is 90 years old. Yeah, yeah. She's old. But, but uh, you know what's really funny? They flipped it around and Aunt May is. Uh, she's bangable now. <laughs> exactly. What's her name? I can't remember. What she's that Brazzers Aunt May. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Even Sally Field was bangable with Martin Martin Sheen as the, as, uh, you know, as the father of, that, of the second rendition of Spider-Man. Yeah. Way off the fucking track. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So if we're rating them on the plow meter that we were devised <laughs> yes. last podcast, yes. it would go Sam Raimi's. Sam Raimi's. Right? Then you have uh, Sally Fields. Sally Fields. An older Sally Fields. Still, granted. Still, do her a favor. <laughs> and then we have uh, Marisa Tomei. We're, nice pull. At the very, very top. Absolutely. The primo Aunt primo. May. Primo Aunt May. Where the Thai guy at the restaurant in Spider-Man Homecoming was hitting on her. Constantly. And I was like, show. He's deservedly. 20 years old, though. Yeah. It's a little fucked up. It's okay. Do, do Aunt May a favor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll help you out, baby. I'll help you out. It sounds like one of the titles on an X videos for sure. I can't condone... <laughs> Cannot to her favorite. Oh, oh my god. Anyway, that's so funny. Well, um, that's pretty much it. And then the other thing I did want to touch on, I did want to touch on the fact that GSP was talking that he would he would come back and fight. And there is real Khabib. talk. No. It's bullshit. No, no, no. There is real Dana talk. Dana White now. has already said that he will not give him a, a, a championship fight unless he comes fi- back and fights one of the top guys. Let first. me tell you this. And that was just five days ago. I was also watching in my studies. Five days. There ago. was a fight documentary series in June after Demi- after Khabib had won the title, and he talked about the fighter sure. that he would like to fight the most Absolutely. personally. Uh, he said Connor's a money fight, obviously, 100%. but he said after Completely. that the fighter that he really wants to be I did is see GSP. Too. But who makes the fights? GSP has the legacy. Who makes the fights? But the fight fans do. Remember the UFC? No, 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 no. I think I like to think of the UFC as checks and balances, right? There is no. You have the executive branch, which is the UFC. They ultimately decide what happens. One hundred percent. But the fans are that legislative body, almost. I just you know where we we can campaign for things. Really doesn't happen. I can. Okay, let me argue. 
<laughs> Let me argue. You can't just shut me down. I would say that there's I'm such... it out. When you have both fighters okay. who absolutely want to fight each other, that's not the problem at all. They'll fight, guaranteed. Both fighters have already said this after the fact. I'd be down to fight Khabib. I'd be down to fight GSP. That's locked in. At 155. At, well, I think it's at 155, yes. Okay. And then you have the fans who are undecided right now. That's where we're trying to decide. The UFC is trying to gauge what the fans want. Do they want that fight? I still have a sour taste in my mouth, seriously, since he beat Bisbang. Said he would fight again to either lose the title. He would not vacate it. That was what he said in a he press conference. He made a promise when he was fighting for the middleweight title. For the middleweight title, he said he would not vacate it. He would lose it, and he would not walk away. And the bitch walked away. I'll well, he's say. trying to get some legacy points. I don't give a fuck. You do what I you say you're going to – fuck no. You do what you say you're going to do. And if you said you wouldn't vacate it, you Very fucking old fight. old school. Hey, you know what? There's legacy and then there's bitch legacy and he bitches. Bitch legacy. That's right. Is but that an official term? It is, is because he'd rather term? walk away and save his legacy that way you're saying than he's, fight it. You're saying he's, you're, he's almost like a Floyd Mayweather. No, Floyd Mayweather no, no, is more Floyd, of a man. That was a bad no, no, pick. Not Floyd Mayweather. More of a man. I'm trying than to think GSP. of a guy who is legendarily ducking someone. Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, avoided fights until he thought that that he had a better chance of winning. I would say Anthony Joshua right now is a guy who's really ducking fights. He's the he's the UK heavyweight. Oh uh, yes, that's a perfect example. Where he fought uh, like Takam. Yeah, and like these other two he, guys. He's Joseph picking. Parker. He's picking fights that he can win, and that's what. And I don't. I don't. Fight. I don't begrudge him. I don't. I don't fight all. GSP for picking to do that because Bisping was. But you, right as a for fan, a reserve the right to degrade his legacy. Because Absolutely, of because my thing is, if he had fought one more time and then walked away, I would have respected that. But he vacated after not defending it, and he was a bitch for doing that. And I'll say that I don't give a fuck. You can comment below because he should have fought one more time. You gave your word to do it. I wouldn't go as far as that. I feel like the language is a bit heavy-handed. I think that it, it's not an ideal move for PR. The Russian judge says, "Nit, he's <laughs> a fucking bitch." All right, I'll say, I'll say he's not a bitch. I'll say okay. I did not necessarily like the move. I don't either. I felt like he could have done more to... Come on. You guys all know it's fucking true. And Dana White even said true by, by saying five days ago, I will not oh, give him a fight. Mason is in the chat. It was a smart business move by uh, GSP. Okay. I got to agree with that. Of course. Shocker. You and Mason. We do Fan agree. boys unite. <laughs> Wonder yeah. Twin Powers. We, we, have, we, have, <laughs> we do have matching rings. Yes, you do. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and people have seen those Wonder Twin Powers... Unite. At, if I'm being at if I'm being honest, though, you're right. It's not the best move. Come on, it's not. And but I do respect the fact. I agree with Dana White by saying I'd give him a top fight, uh, top five guy to fight. And if he wins that fight, the next fight would be against the champion. I'm all in for that. You want to tell me you're going to give him a top five guy? You're going to give him a Connor. You're going to give him. Pick anybody. You're going to give him any anybody in the 155 that's top five. I don't care if it's the number five guy. Just the point that you're giving him somebody in the top five as a warm proving two things. One, he can still fight. Two, he can make weight. And three, he's serious about coming back. Then you give the guy a fight. That's a good point. That's a good point. We'll have to see how it all shakes out. All shakes out. I just wanted to sneak that in. Do we want to go to the fight night tomorrow? Yes. Let's talk about briefly – 
before we close. I know, boy. We're, this is this was supposed to be. We're gonna we're gonna do this podcast real quick. Yeah, we. we, we but I like. I it. do. It's a lot we get of shit deeper into stuff, and I feel like we gotta uh, fully flesh chance. out our opinions. Absolutely. More and more, I feel like I have to be objective. Well, and so, so do the fans. And it's <laughs> yes, yeah, so do our fans. <laughs> our fans, who, who the thousand, I our first say, thousand food podcast, all agree that Mason and Cameron should be more objective. I would say they. Hey, Mace, comment about that. I would say they. <laughs> I would say they love to hate us. That's hey, the words hey, I would use. What are the, uh, you? They cr- loved you. Uh, they loved. They said. Um, <laughs> they said. Uh, finally, someone's calling out these Connor fanboys. Well, I call out everybody. I call. I'll call it the GSC fanboys. The GSP fanboys too. That I, I. You just can't love somebody just because they have to show their fucking metal sometimes, and that's just how it is. <laughs> wow, that was harsh again. No, no, the Russian shaking. judge. Mason, That's gonna be my fucking nickname. Mason is arguing that GSP gets the championship fight because of his clout, because of his legacy. He got he got the Bisbang fight because of his clout, and and to be honest he's, with he's you, he's used the clout card exactly. Too much. It's over. It's out of his Yu-Gi-Oh deck now. <sighs> Pack your knives and go. <laughs> Pack your knives and go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, but if he comes back down and beats like a Tony Ferguson and then fights, hundred percent, huge respect, huge. Re- you're sounds like you're agreeing with me. I'll, I'm a little bit because he's got to make weight and he's got to fight a top five guy. I'll have to let you know. I mean, come on, man, come on. We'll see how it it's happy out. over on, on this boat. The boat's great. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But without further ado, let's talk about UFC Moncton a little bit. Yep. Headlining, obviously, of Anthony Lionheart Smith, or yeah, Lionheart, I got that right. Yeah, Lionheart, or you Volkan Uzdemir. No time. Fun fact. No time. He didn't I, get jail no time. time. No, no time. No time. He got no jail time. Even for that assault charge. Thank you. Hey, no you time. like that? Yeah, it's hey. pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Anthony Smith. No time is perfect. <laughs> for, Jesus Christ. I fucking love it. That's great. No the time. Most dad joke I've ever heard in my <laughs> it's life. Fucking great. Uh, uh, possible assault. No time. <laughs> Maybe that was his legal defense. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> I'll represent myself, Your Honor. That's fucking great. I love but that shit. That's awesome. Anthony Smith, for those who don't know, when I first started watching the UFC, I saw his first stint in the UFC. First stint? He's had multiple, and he, he got cut, and he came back as a light heavyweight. He was the first of middleweight. I don't know how the fuck he made middleweight. That guy make, he's a fucking ripped guy. He's huge. 30 and 13. God damn, he's been he's a seasoned fighter. What is he fucking he's 6'4? Uh he's 6'4, 205. I yes, believe. he's 6'4, 205. Uh and he made 185. That was insane. God damn. But at 205, he's looked like an absolute world be- world beater. Yeah. Got a couple wins outside the organization. Yeah. Comes in, knocks out Rashad Evans. Yeah, I accidentally hit it. <laughs> I knew it too. Did you see in my eyes? I, know, you're I hit the keyboard and I was like, oh, hopefully nothing goes off. Hopefully. But um Live. Live. <laughs> but Anthony Smith then <laughs> knocks out Shogun Hua in the first yeah. round. Just fucking brutalizes him terrible. with an elbow. One of the most violent knockouts yeah. I've seen. Because it's I not love fucking it's elbows. not one of those knockouts where the strike hits you perfectly. No, it it's one of those knockouts to. where the sheer power of exactly. the strike knocks you out. And those are violent because it hits your muscle that's relaxed. But it's strong. He yeah. hit you someplace. You're strong. And, and even a and glancing blow with an elbow is fucking brutal. <gasps> Speaking of glancing blow on an <gasps> on an ovarine with a blade elbow when he's down on the ground and knocked him out. Remember that? Who? Blade. Oh, 
Blades? Yeah. Curtis Blades? Curtis Blades. Against Overeem? Overeem. That was the sprinting Overeem. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember, he was sprinting. He was doing the Blades He was doing this. And those were short elbows. Dude. He he generally had a lot of force. Oh, my God. He fucking just lit him up. But anyway, we got But let's give our predictions for the main event. Main event. And then I'll break down. I know you might not be as familiar with some of the fighters on the undercard. Just because... They're a little bit more. So we're starting niche. at the top and going. We'll go reverse this time. Yeah, and I'm going to give couple. you the money shot right off, guys. Yeah. So Volkan Uzdemir versus Anthony Smith. How do you think it's playing out? How do I think it's playing out? I think Voltamir. Uh, I can't say his name. Volkan Uzdemir. Uzdemir is overrated. I always think about a uh, coming Uzdemir. Uz. That's <laughs> nice. I'm going to remember yeah. that. So Uzdemir is overrated. He got back in the ring against DC. One, uh, granted, I mean, he knocked out Jimmy Manoa. I don't care. I, I think Anthony Sirkinov. Smith. I think Anthony Smith Lionheart's gonna he's gonna serve him up. I think this is a stepping stone to Anthony finally getting some of the fights he deserves in two hundred five. Very interesting opinion. Very hot take. It is. I side with you, hey! but not in the same. Not as not as drastically. I think that Volkan's a very dangerous striker. I just think that Anthony just looks so athletic exactly. at this weight class. Looks so smooth. That's a great point because, uh, I mean, Uzdemir. Uzdemir looks very technical, very tight, but and he has dynamite in his one dimensional. I think I think Anthony fighter. is better on the ground. I will say that. And if you. this fight does go to the ground, uh, I think Anthony will definitely win. He has many submissions. Exactly. That's my whole point. I, I mean, DC showed that he – Wrestlers were always dominant. It's just an opinion. I just think that. But I think Anthony Smith Lionheart has is a more dimensional MMA fighter. I'm gonna go Anthony Lionheart Smith. Okay. Second round stoppage. I would agree with that. I think it might go because he can maybe stay first with- round, maybe second round. I don't see this fight going the full five. And I, no. just because I said that, it's going the full five now. <laughs> Put your money on it going the full five. No, it's not going five. Any prediction I make, dude, it's fucking guaranteed to f- turn out the other way. You said Derek Derek Luce is gonna win. Um. What? Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah I okay. shouldn't always say that. Shouldn't always Mason say that. did agree with us saying Anthony Smith is huge. Anthony Not Smith. that he thinks he's going to win, but just he's huge. He's huge. <laughs> which I do agree with. But then in the co-main event, we have a very interesting matchup between Artem Lobov and Michael Johnson because Michael yeah. Johnson missed weight. I'm fucking believable. 147 after his last <sighs> fight at 145, he was talking about how easy the weight cut is now. Oh, it's uh, easy. He was eating vegetables, Good. doing amazing with it. Hey, This hey. is his new weight class. Hey, bananas are my vegetables. Okay. No, I think plums aren't vegetables. Oh, they're sweet though. Yeah, they have a lot of natural sugars. There you go. Plums will fuck your day up. There you go. Strawberries. Bananas. They'll put some weight on your ass. Exactly. So you know what, man? Uh, Maybe he should be hiring somebody. That guy was just on Joe Rogan. I think he might have had Lockhart. I think that he might. Did he really? I don't know. <laughs> See, weight cutting is not a perfect science. It's and not. Michael Johnson cuts a lot of weight, so I'm not going to give Maybe him. Maybe it's. Too I'm not going to give him. him a huge amount of flack for this, but it is disappointing because he's going. He's going up against a guy in Artem Lobov, very controversial figure right now. Yeah. Coming off of his bout being canceled after the bus debacle. Yes. This is his first fight back since then. Yeah. The other half of the Connor agreement. Super, yeah, right? <laughs> this is in his contract. You have to sign Artem to, to five more Artem. fights. Artem talking about how he might deal. go to boxing and take over boxing. I'm like, Artem, you're 14 and 14. You, you have, you've done good things in the OC, but you have not proved yourself to no, be elite yet. No. Elite yet. He has not a chance close. to do that. He has a chance to do that, but to say that he's 
the best in the world. It's not even ranked. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And why is he saying he can go into boxing? Because Dana White told him he has maybe two more fights and I'm not resigning it? You know? It's very possible. I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing. But in this fight, I'm going to go with the chunky Michael Johnson. Absolutely, 100. percent Because what, what, every I, what is it, eight to one? It's eight s- and one. To pe- Since we have switched to the morning weigh-ins, yep. it is eight to one in records when fighters are overweight. Exactly. They win eight out of nine fights. They've won eight out of nine fights. The fighters that weigh in over yep. the amount. Eight and one. So we'll see if it improves to nine and one. Or I think it does. I do too. I think Michael Johnson's super dynamic. I think he beats the shit out of Arnold. I do too. Artem Lobov. Maybe Artem surprises me. Maybe Artem surprises me. I don't think so though. Michael Johnson's reach is insane. Put it this way: I think I, I think Artem he's fighting for his career and his life in the UFC right now. If he loses this fight, we I doubt we will see him again. Uh, we'll see. Then you have Misha Serkinov, who was knocked out by. Uzdemir fighting Pat Cummings. Strong mustache. Good old Pat Cummings with the handlebar <laughs> mustache. Strong fucking stash. This is a fight where I'm very interested because both guys got to kind of earn their keep back, man. They do. 10 they've and had 4 their, against They've had their clout tested against elite level fighters. Absolutely. And they've come up on the short end. So I'm really interested to see if which of these guys can 205. Back. Both big fucking dudes. 205, 77 inches, 6 foot. That's 6 foot 3 and 6 foot Four Fuck. big boys. These guys are huge. Pat Cummings, the man. It's. I just worry about. He just gets. It seems he seems to get hurt, very uh, a lot in fights. A, a lot of injuries, and that and, worries me against a guy yeah. like Misha Serkinov, who's very technically sound. He's gonna grind you out. And he's he's from one of those Eastern Bloc countries where they are made of metal. And yeah, he's from fucking they, Latvia. They, they, they don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. And they don't get hurt that often. If they do, we would just dust it off and continue. Yeah. There was my Russian again. Thank you. That's the Russian good. judge. It's actually improving quite a bit. Yet. I was going to say, you've been working on it for the show. I like this. <laughs> well, I keep getting called the Russian judge. I got to do something right. Hey, improv is all about yes anding. I like yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I see uh, Serkinov taking this one. I would agree with that. By uh, a decision. So, yes, I think it's three, gonna be it'll be boring. a three round. I think it's going to be a three round decision. Yes. Uh, then you have Andre Sukumtop versus Jonathan Martinez. I'll cover this one really quickly. Why, why, is, why is Dragon, why is his, he, they don't have a picture of him? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking bizarre. Well, Sukumtop is a really interesting guy. He's very charismatic. He's the one who fought Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, yeah. In the fight where he broke his foot, where Sugar Sean was beating his. Beating up on him. Yeah. But Sukumtop is a very tough guy, man. Yeah. And I'm, I think they're giving him this fight the to kind of get him. Asian sensation. I yeah. love that. That's He's great. very charismatic. That's I like cool. him a lot. And I'm excited to see what he can do in this fight. Right. I want to see him rebound, show off his skills. I think he takes it. 12-6 and six against 9-1, and one, the Dragon, Jonathan Martinez. Uh, 135 weight class. Uh, I don't I don't know either fighter, to be honest with I think with he you. takes. I think, think Sukumtop takes, takes it. That's the only take I'm going to give on that. Okay. Uh, then we have Jean Volante versus Ed Shortfuse Herman. Herman. Ed Herman, it, it's kind of been an interesting road for him. He stopped fighting for a long duration because of st- the steroids. He was like, the sport's full of fucking steroids, these guys, and he was hurt for periods. Oh, is that what it and was? And he was like, man, he was so happy when they cleaned up the sport. 24 and 13 with one no contest. Dude's been fighting a little when while. He, he came back when they brought in USADA, and he was like, finally, the sport's fucking Good clean. And I'm not going to be fighting guys who are juiced to the gills. Yeah. 
And, and he's in a weight class where the more juice, the worse it is because they're fucking. They're light runs. heavyweights, man. Yeah. It's dangerous. Then you have Not John. small guys again. Six John foot four and six foot five. John Volante, man. I really feel like he doesn't. I feel like he's not trying to diversify his training a lot. I feel like he's a guy who's kind of he's stagnated in the fact that so he, he has very good skills. Okay. But I feel like he's not like a guy like TJ Dillshaw is always trying to improve technically. Okay. And I feel like John Javante is just trying to sharpen the swords that he already has. All right. I understand what you're saying. Like he has great left kicks. Well, that's he's got good boxing. Yeah, but again, you know what I call that? I call it the TJ Dillashaw thing. I need to change my coach and my technique. I think he's a great coach. Evolve. I just want to see him put in more like uh, yeah, but something personal. Oh, really? You're questioning his work? <laughs> Holy oh, fuck! fuck. <laughs> oh fuck! I tried to give you an out there, but you just ain't letting it happen, Cam. No, I just, I just want to. I, I question like, your ability no, to fucking when I work watch hard, John. I feel like he is. <laughs> no, it's not even that. I feel like he has so much potential. I, I don't I feel know, like man. He has potential to be a real, real champ contender. I mean, he's got the knockouts, uh, sixteen and ten. Uh, to be honest with you, at sixteen and ten for uh, Volante, and at twenty four and thirteen for Herman, dude, the loser to this might not be getting another contract. He could I be think done. They will. I think they will. Really, two hundred five? Yeah, you got a bunch of guys coming up. I think this is a two hundred five. This is the two hundred five FS one main they, card. I think fucking they fight. will just because these guys are tough. Yeah, They're very tough guys. They're toward the top of the division. So, well, uh, I mean, so you expecting knockouts? Is that why? I mean, I mean, it I should be a good fight. I, I, this is actually a pick 'em for me. I don't know. Oh, which really? Way it goes. All right. Uh, the question is like, can Ed Herman land some shots? Who's gonna Who's gonna land? Okay. Who's gonna? So they're strikers, but again, again, well, Ed Herman's a mixed martial artist. He's he's kind of does everything, but Jean Volante is a straight up striker. Uh, that's my whole point. He's got more knockouts. He's you know sixty three percent of his wins are by knockouts. So that's just kind of fucked up as opposed to twenty five percent. And submission, I, I where I, I'm not seeing his submissions. Submissions. He doesn't have a great average of submissions, to be honest with you. So if you are looking for a knockout, it's going to be Valente. Yeah, you know. super excited to see that. And the last fight we'll cover will be the final fight on the main card. Alex Garcia, super jacked. The Dominican nightmare. Versus, That's a great name. Versus Court McGee, who looks like an absolute barbarian. He does. He looks like a Norseman, a fucking Viking. Say, yeah. yeah, we were watching Norseman earlier. Yeah, he definitely looks like that. Looks oh, like he was sailing around some ships. This guy is super tough. Yeah. Alex Garcia, though, is a guy that I've wanted to see kind of maximize his potential, too. Yeah. He's had some tough fights, but I feel like if he can get all of his skills grooving, right. he could really put together a good performance here. Because if he doesn't against Court McGee, he has a real chance of getting finished. Oh, okay. Getting beat up. So I'm going to take Alex Garcia. I hope he puts everything together and gets a very strong win. I'm going to go and with they look evenly matched, to be honest with you. I mean, their numbers are very similar. I don't know either fighter, but I can't, I can't talk about people. You know, I, I don't I don't really know. The reach is about the same. Height is is the same. They both made weight, so I really don't. Very excited for this fight card, though. I mean, no. A lot of big fighters, to be honest with you. Let us know what you guys think in the comments down below about UFC Mockton. What do you think is going to happen? Man, what a show today. Yeah. We really ran Absolutely game, but... fucking amazing. <coughs> I thought it was a Love talking show. about all this different stuff. What do you guys think about the Mighty Mouse trade? Yeah. What do you think about the upcoming UFC 230? I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, GSP using his fucking uh, show him card. 
Yeah. And fuck him unless he he's, fights first. He's pulling out his cloud card again. I yeah. bet he gets that Khabib fight. Oh, fuck that. I think he's going to get I'm it. I'm going to watch because I'm a fanboy of the, just UFC fighting. But that's bullshit. I still believe you have to fucking earn shit. I think he's going to You don't stand on shit you fucking done like that. And I, I will say this out loud. Uh, it will be a huge loss for Demetrius Johnson to leave the UFC. He's taking care of his family. I, I, I get that. I'm not no, begrudging no, 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 him no, no, at all, no, no, no. but I think it's I a huge loss for the UFC. Exactly. I, I'm not because begrudging him. We don't get to see the Cejudo rematch. We don't no. get to see any of those future amazing fights he could have potentially had. I, w- I wanted to see his next two fights. Uh, two fights would show us what's going on. His rematch and his defense. Because either he would win against Cejudo, and if he lost... It would be a telling tale, but if he beat Sudo and then got a rematch and went on to victory, it would really cement his legacy. But it's sad to me that we weren't aren't going to see that. But on the upside, I, I do want to leave this. I want to see Ben in the UFC at 170. Very excited for that. I want to see him So there. many exciting matchups to think about. Um, I, Kobe Covington. Uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, Robbie Lawler. Uh, I mean. Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, oh, I, I fucking want to see that. I get goosebumps just thinking about him coming in as an undefeated fighter in and champion in two different two divisions. Um, and if I have to make the deal, I, I, I do want to see the Ben deal. I do too. I do. I mean, I was thinking about I it. It would it. suck to lose Demetrius, but at the same you know, time. What do you guys think? To be honest with you, uh, uh, do you want to see the deal? Would you rather see Demetrius stay and not have Ben in the league? Or do you want to see the deal made and see Ben in the league and Demetrius Johnson go on to one championship? I'm in the camp. Uh, and you know, you know I'm a huge fan of Mighty Mouse. Uh, but I would like to see the matchups. I mean, there's five fighters. We need four right off the bat that I would love to see Ben fight. You know, I would definitely love to see him two, at least two of the four guys, two guys, except for Tyron Willie, of course, I'd love to see him fight at least two, you know, two guys at 170. And then if he fucking beats them handily to go on to a championship fight. Well, guys, let us know what your thoughts are. I had a lot of fun on this one. I know you did. 100%. I think this is just a very exciting time to be a UFC fan. Yeah. You know? And I think we're going to continue to see things get more interesting. Yeah. See how things turn out. And don't forget, UFC Watch Party next weekend. Not this weekend, next Saturday. See you guys later. UFC 2 today.